0: Hey, guys, I can't stop. Like when I go to say hi, the last two days, I keep doing it in Lisa Barlow's voice for some reason. She's been all over social media. Bravo's been posting her stuff and just like keeps popping up on my algorithm. Hey, I can't. She's like in my head. So she's having an amazing season, right? Bravo loves her. Bravo, ha- did you see the posts that prima do- the prima Donald? If you're not following him, he doesn't have a lot of followers, which is crazy because he's in with them. Like he works, he works at Bravo. He hosted a bunch of panels at BravoCon, but he posts tons of content with them. And he did. If you guys saw, if you were fans of House of the Dragon, you saw the viral it was like tiktoks were made of it between emma darcy and um olivia wait am i saying her name right the one who played Allison. where it was the question was what's your favorite drink and it goes back and forth A negroni with prosecco oh stunning that one but the prima donald mixed it with Lisa Barlow saying a Vita tequila cocktail or a Vita cocktail. And then they also had her sing Bravo TV had her sing away in a manger. Which she did to the camera. Legitimately saying it, I think again, which makes her such a great housewife. She doesn't understand what we're laughing at. She thinks that she's, delivered a great performance but she's just happy we're laughing like she she legitimately meant when she walked out did you guys hear me say hear my audition did you love it she's like right thank you she's uh, on like she'll and actually even if you tried to explain it to her like why she's funny she'd be like yeah right she would still not get it, and you don't want her to. You never want you never want someone like that to figure it out. That's what makes them so funny. Let's just jump right into this because it's it's just okay. Because she, right? I looked at my notes and it says Lisa wants them to get into weekly scripture study, and I'm just remembering the way Jack was handling that conversation. He was like, "Oh, okay, we're doing this." Hi, by the way, I didn't. I was just. I just started talking. <laughs> hi, well, hi, guys. Hey, hey. This is mainly for the pod because I already did my YouTube intro. I already I already I do that separate because if you're not watching on YouTube, guys, you're missing out. By the way, podcast listeners, I know I ask for a lot. I do. I ask for a lot. I ask for reviews all the time, but. If you wouldn't mind, could you just go to my YouTube channel and subscribe? I'm kind of stagnant on subscribers. I think I messed, I think I pissed off the algorithm. The algorithms hate me for some reason the last few weeks. And as much as we hate it, if you watched Barry on HBO, you would know that the algorithms determine everything these days so the algorithms don't like me very much and I'm I have not gained a new a new subscriber in like five days so if you could just even if you don't plan on watching on YouTube just go over there and hit subscribe she speaks bravo you don't have to though I asked I already asked too much of you and your listening is plenty honestly I just love that you listen I really do anyway okay we're moving on hi she's she's bravo hey thank you guys love you mean it and now we're now we're doing the episode (laughs) okay but anyway so lisa's like you guys i really want to get back into that this is my but but she does she goes you know i don't know you could be like a like a semi mormon so i'm very shocked that like she's able to have been like calling herself a mormon and not going to church every Sunday or being devout like I didn't know you were allowed to even like be that since they since Heather and Whitney make it seem like you were in all the way or you were not you know but she's like you know I just haven't really been good about taking the kids and like this is my way of like acknowledging like I messed up John is really good at getting Henry or Jack rather out of these sorts of moments, whether it's just like a like a filming thing that Jack is like, I'm not down for this or what. So John's like, you know, it's also a really great form of prayer meditation where you just sit there quietly, like Jack's doing right now. And Jack was blatantly closing his eyes as Lisa was talking. You know, listen, cameras are a lot, so I don't want to always determine a dynamic based on when they're filming a show, but this jack kid is like, I'm not here for this shit with Lisa. He has he has given her the business multiple times. So. But the next scene is wonderful. I was like, go Whitney. You know, instead of just making fun of them all the time, she takes Whitney and Lisa and Whitney and Lisa. She takes Jen and Lisa uh, skiing she liked to like help them out. She goes, we live in Utah where the snow is amazing. No more this bunny hill. I can't ski crap. Okay. We're going to try. And it was, it was actually a nice activity for once with these snowy days because it, it is a little bit annoying, not annoying, but like unfair or just typical or sort of cliche when they do a ski event on any Bravo show where the, there's the few who are great and the few who are going to just, you know, pizza, french fry down the hill. And so it was nice that Whitney was like, no, I'll be a cast member and also teach as opposed to like, I'll be a cast member and go off here and then some instructor will teach those people. So it kept the dynamic among the cast, you know? So, like, Whitney was a cast member teaching, so we didn't have to, like, break away. We got everybody interacting the whole time, you know? It was nice. But when, wait, hold on. Jen arrives in braids. And I, I'll, Lisa goes, Of course you did that. What did that mean? <laughs> I don't actually know what she meant by that, but I, I it was funny. So they're going to the top of, The mountain and let me just explain something about my fear of heights the ski lift alone is too much for me so i would absolutely be the wuss as much as whitney's trying to like teach teach them that it's no big deal and i'm supposed to have that vibe too and be kind of thinking that jen and lisa are the ridiculous ones i'm i am fully i wouldn't even be able to get on this ski lift the, even the shot, even just the shots, like the camera shots of it were giving me, whoo, giving me vertigo. But, okay, we all know my obsession with the way Whitney talks. She can't say like her eyes or like her feel or it, it, she struggles. She like, she, in, she like inverts them. So she goes, I am determined to teach them on the beg girl hill. So even when there's an I involved, like when she says feel, she says fell, and then when she says big, she said big. It's vexing. So they start skiing, and you hear Lisa go, I just want to cut anybody off. <laughs> She's going to cut someone off. Uh it's a, okay I hate this guys but Jen was funny. She starts skiing. She's like, "My ski skills have gotten a lot better. I attribute that to hard work, determination, and taking my anti-anxiety pills." That's the winning combination. Fuck. <sighs> I wish she hadn't criminaled. I really do. I wish she hadn't been a seasoned criminal like a like a you know years and deck like a long-term criminal you know because she's so damn good at tv because then she tumbles backwards over the mountain (laughs) which was comedy like slapstick comedy damn it Jen god I'm just gonna keep saying that over and over so they're done with that then they discuss who made the choir you guys this is so fucking hilarious they're talking about who made the choir and they're like I did too. We all made the choir. And they cut to they cut to Heather telling them who made the choir. Heather tells Lisa, "You were one of the best singers." <laughs> I believe it. Whitney Whitney's like, "Okay, I was surprised because the last time I saw her, she physically escorted me from her house." And they, like, they show it again. Like, she literally took Whitney's wrist and moved it out of the way and, you know, was like, go, get out. And obviously, Jen's a little, you know, a little surprised to hear what the context of the fight was. That Because she's like, I was defending Lisa for the tweet because she was trying to tell the truth about the her Heather's father's death and everything. And Jen's like, "Okay, I'm a little surprised that Whitney did defend Lisa, but she does say like this behavior is out of character for Heather. Something is going on." Uh, Lisa, all of her stuff is a house of cards built on lies, which is why she doesn't want she doesn't want us to know what's going on because she just wants us to talk because it's all which is, you know, we're starting to see this unravel. You guys, okay, I, I'm going to plug the hell out of this episode I did with Jamie Stein. He's releasing it. So today is November 17th, a Thursday. So he may be releasing it as of today. So when you get this, it may already be out. Um, Because he, he had me on his podcast to discuss Heather Gay. Because he has never been fooled by her. I was fooled all of season one but then the reunion for season one happened, and I was like, wait a minute. Uh-uh, uh-uh. And so last season, she was still a fan favorite, but I got a lot of heat because I would post against Heather, pro-Lisa Barlow, and people would be like, oh, my God, no, you're all wrong. And so he knew that I had my opinions of Heather, so he had me on to go. if you don't know who Jamie Stein is, he's an empath. He... Uh, is an intuitive. He's amazing. Go check out his content. I'll link, I will link uh, his Instagram and his podcast in the episode descriptions because he's worth checking out. But we talked for like over two hours about Heather. Okay. And I, one of my toxic traits is I relish in an I knew it moment. It's, it's, un, it's unhealthy. I know it, but I knew it. Okay, so we went like we didn't expect Heather's downfall to kind of start this quickly. We just knew it was coming because we've been seeing the signs, and uh, so Lisa's saying that her that's built on a house of car. Uh, what you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We said it. We said it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be pulling a lot of. We said this already. Okay, we said this on that on that episode. So. I may go back in and add once, once I get this episode up, if he doesn't have that episode done yet, I may go back in and add it in just to make sure that you guys have the episode available, just so that you know, we said it. Okay. That's how unhealthy and toxic I am with proving that I said it. This is why I'm alone. Moving on. So now we move on to Jen's issue with Heather, which I'm like, oh, shit, we all got we all have issues with Heather here. And talking about the Chris Harrington thing, but more that the way Heather handled it, which I think we can all agree we were a bit surprised about. You know, and Whitney says that her biggest thing is that she's chasing Heather. She's always kind of like trying to get Heather to forgive her. I totally know that feeling. And finally, Whitney gives us a big revelation. Whitney says, I'm trying to tell Heather, in the past, when I was being messy or stirring the pot, that's what I was taught because it got me attention. That's why I'm trying to break the pattern. Now, you see, that is the first time I've heard it explained like that from Whitney, and I'm like, oh, was that what you were trying to tell her? Because like we've said it before, we'll say it again. She's not great with the words and the communicating. So this was eye-opening. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. because So you are acknowledging that you had a habit of stirring the pot and being messy. And that's why suddenly in general not just about this one lisa thing but in general you're saying i don't want to be this person anymore period i'm changing my whole ways and that's what you've been trying to tell heather i can't be this person anymore because i've uncovered this huge thing about my life and i'm cha- i'm breaking out of this pattern oh well that is not going to work for heather <laughs> Oh, no, no. She's not trying to break out of any patterns. She's trying to conceal her innermost truth still. She's trying to create, she's trying to maintain this curated image that's perfect for fans. Very relatable. Relatable queen is what she's trying to be. Neutral. Everybody likes me. No no one can really say anything. Self-deprecating. Very self-deprecation is a great um, shield because if you use it correctly, it can keep people off of you, make it seem like, oh, you already know that. Okay, cool. But mm, mm, mm. all right, Coach's house, he's got this barbecue 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 boys lunch thing and the the company's the company's slogan is bringing the south to your mouth and Seth really loves that he comes in he is stoked Seth is kind Seth always has the vibe that he is like pumping up like a business seminar like he's coming in like right guys we are pumped up for this right yeah Mm, right we meet Ernesto, Dana's husband, and Sean. Well, I think we've already met Sean, Angie K's husband. He's hot. In like a, in like a kind of Pitbull way. Like a, you know, Pitbull, the, not, not like the dog, but like Pitbull, the music artist kind of way. Pitbull meets like LL Cool J, meet, in like a very early 2000s way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like early 2000s hip-hop artist with like a gold chain um that's like his energy which i don't dislike it works for me very much but it's like it's kind of dated like his hot is not like so now but it works for me 100 percent. and they seem like they're hot together too so yeah um John arrives and immediately, I'm terrified because Seth is there. And right away, Seth is like, we got to get some time, me and you. And in John's confessional, John has a tone, okay? He goes, there's more stuff to talk about than just what Lisa said. I think there's a, and he kind of like, the way he moves, he's like, <clears throat> there's a lot of things to straighten out. We've never seen Daddy Barlow have a tone like that. That's for sure. Okay, So the chef puts down some I was so hungry when I watched this because I was doing intermittent fasting yesterday and I was like, give me the mac and cheese. But coach leads them in a beautiful prayer before they eat. And they just, they, they edit in coach saying no wives on this one. Just the guys, no wives. And then they cut to Jen coming in. Hey, the strippers are here. And they were like, Oh no, get the fuck out of here. They gave us a little bit of awkward silence and they cut over to Justin saying that he can definitely feel the tension between Seth and John I don't know if there was actually that much awkward silence um, or if they're just really pumping that up. Um, But then they go over to the kitchen island for the chef to give them a demonstration with how to like slap on some meat and really rub it down. And it has like porn music going which I would say I didn't need, but it was it was entertaining. They put they put some effort into it on the production side, on the post-production side. So, okay, fine. If you're going to give me a little bit of fluff to fill the episode, all right, fine. Fine. Uh because then it's really was just a way to kind of probably break up the scene, you know, they're like, "Okay, it was like almost blocking." They're like, "And then we'll have them sit down to eat." Then The chef will pull them over here so that it can give an opportunity for Seth to pull John outside, which he does. And they didn't think to throw some chairs down back there. Like, like they walk out and they're like, oh, it's a little cold. And John goes, yeah, but it's good in the sun, only to realize that there is no area with sun Except for maybe the sliver of sun that's right up against the stairwell. So they're, they're like, it's good in the sun. And then they look around and realize, so we'll stand right here. Okay. <laughs> so. And cut to one of the most awkward scenes ever. Where I was... I'm team John on this one all the way. So... <laughs> Just because if they're gonna be if if Seth's gonna be this petty and do this, then I'm gonna be petty and be Team John, okay? Because really none of this matters at the end of the day. He sh- this shouldn't this this conversation I thought was gonna be just them saying, oh, look, this is going down between the women because they're filming a TV show, and this is just kind of what they're doing. but instead, Seth is like, so when you see Meredith, you didn't talk to her. I didn't know if you were trying to avoid her. And I'm like, excuse me? I don't think you tried to talk to Lisa, did you? I think she tried to talk to you. Okay, strike one. And John doesn't know what to say. So he's like, no. He looked caught off guard. He was like, no, I'm just kind of in my own world. And then Seth goes, he's like, the way Seth is like staring at him too. He's like, what is your fucking problem? He goes, how would you feel if Meredith called Lisa garbage whore and fuck her whole family? <laughs> um, John says, I mean, I don't know. In Arizona, Meredith brought up that Lisa was cheating on me just out of the blue. I don't think anybody can say that they haven't done something that they shouldn't be forgiven for. Seth obviously had no idea that that was coming. But so Seth's like, well, is it more constructive to say things to someone's face rather than behind their back? Oh, 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 you, oh, 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 sir, excuse me, sir, because guess what? Your wife has filmed multiple scenes talking about Lisa behind her back. So watch your mouth. And then John Again, your wife brought up rumors that Lisa cheated on me. I agree with you as far as communicating. I know that there are times that she tried to communicate with Meredith and Meredith was like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> I love John taking clearly he's we heard her tell John, we saw her tell John this on camera. I love him just taking like that's such a good husband regurgitation. And repeating it as a like as a form of an argument because Seth Seth is doing basically that for Meredith. And then John goes, I value our friendship, man. And Seth goes, I agree. That's why this is so hard. Ugh, which was just like you could tell it pained him to say anything there. Uh so they go, but they like kind of do that, like, you know, sort of guy, like, hand thing. Like, they didn't know how to how to proceed. And when they go inside, Coach is like, okay, just one question. Are we better? And it is truly the longest, most uncomfortable pause. And they don't, and they're like, mm. And they're like, and then coach goes, better than when we started? They're like, "Mm, yeah. Yeah. So then Seth goes, wait, you know, the real question is, how are you doing? (laughs) And you guys, this is when I was like, oh, God, coach is a scammer. Because he says, I believe that God never makes mistakes. Weird. Very weird thing to say as you're leading off line in this monologue. Because then he goes into how it just felt very rehearsed. He's like, I believe, you know, it's hard because I can't be there for my wife. Like I want to be, I want to make it all better. Like a man can. I want to do all of that. I want to, I want to say all the things that would make her feel better. And then it looks like he's about to cry. Like he makes a face like he's about to cry. And then Seth leans in and grabs his hand and he holds on to it. But then there are no tears. And he comes out of it like, but this will get me through it. This right here, this, this right here will get me through it. It was like grandstanding. It was like the sounds you make when you're saying something inspirational. But you, I don't think he meant what he was saying so mm -mm. but then Justin's like yeah you know I I parted ways he he has the hardest time saying that he was let go but he like changes the I parted way well I should say that I I um they part well no I I took part nope that's not it I um the company I was with for seven years is no longer with me um and they're like, ha, oh, this is like a therapy session. <laughs> like, thanks, guys. You are not the husbands of Jersey. Remember that. If you've already got all of your holiday shopping done, good for you. I do not. So I'm looking to find the perfect gift for everyone on my list. And that's definitely a challenge. But there are a few things as universally crowd-pleasing as skincare and body care. And Osea is perfect for that. They are a California-based skincare and body care brand, and they've been making clean, vegan, and cruelty-free skincare products for over 25 years. Their hero ingredient is seaweed. Seaweed is so nutrient-rich. It's a nutrient-rich superfood, okay? It's got these amazing benefits, including my favorite, anti-aging and moisturization. Hi. Osea products are clinically proven to work and they're climate neutral certified, which we desperately need more of in this world. So they make amazing gifts for everybody on your list. My aunt would definitely love some Osea skincare and body care for a gift because she would connect completely with this brand being vegan, clean, and cruelty free but I'm definitely getting this for my goddaughter because they've got this bestsellers mini collection. It is so freaking cute. It's a six piece set of their skincare and body care and it's in these convenient and adorable travel size bottles. There's three best-selling face products. There's the Ocean Cleanser, Hyaluronic Sea Serum, and Biotic Water Cream. And three best-selling body moisturizers, including the Undaria Algae Body Oil. This thing's TikTok famous. And I'm telling you, this body oil is everything. It's worth the hype. Trust me on that. The packaging of this little mini bestsellers collection is so gorgeous you could absolutely gift wrap it but the packaging's so pretty you could skip the gift wrapping honestly I'm just going to hand it to my goddaughter and she's going to love it all of Osea's products are clean they're clinically proven and consumer tested trust me you want to add Osea to your winter skincare and body care routine for a gift that will impress check out Osea's bestseller minis collection Right now, our listeners get 10% off your first order with promo code SHESPEAKS at oseamalibu.com. You'll even get free samples with every order and orders over $50 get free shipping. That's 10% off at Osea, O-S-E-A, malibu.com, promo code SHESPEAKS. I have gotten so used to just taking any doctor that I can get my hands on with an available appointment sometime in the near future that's semi close to where I live. But with ZocDoc, that is not the case anymore because I can actually look into reviews and find the right doctor in my network and in my neighborhood who makes me feel like I'm in good hands and supported and heard, and that's invaluable to me. I use ZocDoc because it's free, which is crazy, and all the doctors are reviewed by patients so you can actually look at what they have to say about the doctor. They take my insurance, and they are available when I need them, and I can find literally any specialist I need. When my back was killing me and I wanted to fix that, I found them. When I was freaking out about this weird looking mole, I went and got that checked out too, all just searching on ZocDoc. And the app is super user friendly. It's like ordering food, which is my other favorite thing to do. You can find and review local doctors, read verified patient reviews from real people who made real appointments. So now when you walk into your doctor's office, your new doctor's office, it's not all weird. You feel like you're set to see someone in your network who understands you, makes you feel comfortable. You go to ZocDoc.com, find the right doctor that's right for you and book an appointment in person or remotely. Something that works for your schedule. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc, and I'm one of them. It's my go-to whenever I need to find and book a quality doctor. Go to ZocDoc.com slash shespeaks and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z O C doc.com slash she speaks com slash she speaks the scene with Meredith and her sister Myra and her niece Lily and her nephew Alex um first of all why the hell can't Myra her sister cut a lemon Without needing multiple people To hold it Okay That's the first major question I have um, Second Meredith does say that she said You know last when her father died They had a very hard time Myra and her Coming to terms Or an agreement on how to handle The passing of their father But they're good now and uh, Alex and Lily go take something to... Uh, she said, go take this to Unki, please, which was cute. They're going to go see, see Seth. Uh, but I did not realize that this was the nephew that had the problems last season. Because then they get into it. He has been to multiple facilities and has battled drug addiction. And this was heartbreaking so trigger warning um suicide talk of suicide attempts um meredith says it didn't seem to be getting much better and last winter he drank a bottle of bleach and myra said he's doing much better uh but meredith's like but is he just saying that or is he actually talking about it which is a great follow-up question uh, and but wait hold on I, just to break up the seriousness of this they both have such distinct voices do they not clearly this completely runs in the family their voices Uh, he's but he's telling his therapist what his triggers are but now he wants to help others I had no idea that Meredith that this is the event Meredith was talking about hosting I just didn't put it all together this should not be some. Filming event. I mean, if it, that's fine if it is, but like, this is not something like, who do I invite to this event? This is like a, you film it separately. You don't invite the cast. If you do, you invite the one person you're close with. That's, th- I'm scared. I am now scared. Because then she goes into, well, it's not just Lisa. Whitney had this meltdown in Arizona and has gone on a mission to tell Lisa that we've all been talking about her. And now John had told Seth about it. And then they flash to Seth and Meredith in the car. And how Seth was like, yeah, apparently like John heard that, you know, you said that Lisa's having some affair with this guy And that you weren't listening to her when she was going how was I not there for her for three listening to her for three hours a day? (laughs) And then and then when you apparently you accused her of sleep. I did not accuse that Whitney did. So she's pissed. And, uh, but then Myra, just being a sister, she's like, you do not deserve that. That is not a friend. They talk so similarly. But then the, okay, you guys, this choir rehearsal scene is possibly one of the funniest, most hilariously captured housewife scenes ever. We don't quite get to it yet. We first have to get the Angie K. Jen scene, but just the setting up of it, like, we need more musical theater arts on housewives. We really do. We've been robbed of like, we need more of candy on Atlanta doing like play rehearsals and stuff. Like, God damn it. We need more in the background, just in the background. Like they can have, they need to have like fights while rehearsals are going on behind them. So Angie picks up Jen, uh, to go to the choir rehearsals and, uh, Jen's like, yeah, I mean, it's awkward between Heather and I, but I'm going, everyone is just going to this choir rehearsal to support Heather, which is so wild. Everyone has this problem with Heather and they are going to this choir rehearsal to support her. Um, but it's awkward because of the Angie Harrington stuff. And obviously Jen's like, I would fucking tell Angie Harrington, go fuck yourself. That's not fucking okay. Apologize. Okay. That's what i fucking do. All right. That's what I'd fucking do. But then of course, Angie K, she's like, Well, let me just tell you right now what that Dana said. The music changes to like this very intense as she as she reiterates the story. She's like, yeah, she goes, what was with that uh, Jen bullying Angie? And so they flash to I think they were like post spin class or something. And Dana being like, yeah, I'm just not cool with that. And no one stands up to her and no one puts her ass in check. And so the way, Jen immediately, the way she's like, oh my God, no, she fucking, Dana, what you're not going to do is label me and go around and bitch, you don't even know me. So, okay, got it. It's on. You just utter Jen's name and she's pissed. So at the choir rehearsal, like, I mean... It's crazy to see this When Whitney comes in Heather is like Oh my god You're here I didn't know if you would come Isn't that crazy? And Whitney's like "I, I am just surprised That I'm getting this greeting And like This is so much effort for me Because we're singing Mormon hymns And she watched me Like as I was traumatized And breaking free of the church Like this is really a sacrifice for me uh and so they pull in like they pull in chairs so i get to know each other this is so fucking funny um jamie stein by the way he called this whole thing very waiting for guffman and if you don't know that reference you are young ish younger than i um and if you do know that reference you're like i yes very much uh Jen, Angie K and Lisa arrive And Corey greets everyone And he's like I've been in choir since fifth grade (laughs) Brilliant So he gets everyone up Like he's like everyone stand up And we're gonna Whatever Go to the piano And Heather goes over Like seemingly goes over to Lisa And Lisa's like I almost quit You and I have to talk And they cut to Heather's confessional and she goes, oh, I hate her. Wow. Got it. They put that in, you know, they put that in right on purpose. They they know what story they're telling. And Heather is like trying to say to her, Lisa, this is bigger than us. This thing is bigger than us. And I, I'm assuming she's talking about the choir. I'm assuming. I'm not sure. And Lisa's like yeah, I'm working on a friendship with you. I'm putting in the effort, Heather. And I'm assuming Lisa knows that she's talking about the choir, but she's like, I don't care. I'm talking about this. And so this is happening simultaneously with, the choir practice. And so Lori, Lori, Corey leads them in humming exercises. So he's like, okay, you're going to put your lips together and your teeth apart. You want a lot of space in that mouth. And they start humming. So then Lisa's whispering. She's like, I'm here to support you. That's why I showed up today. And then Corey takes them into ha 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 ha, like all those, but now they're loud. So then Lisa's talking over them. I know you wanted to throw me out and Heather's like, I didn't. I don't. I want to be. I don't want to be in a space of contention and anger. And then it's silence. <laughs> the singing stops, and like Heather turns around. She's like, "Okay, are we?" So then they pick they, the singing picks back up. So then Heather asks Lisa. She's like, "Why would you post something as sensitive as the obituary, my father's obituary?" And And the the text messages from the time he was dying between us, if you wanted to not move backwards. And Lisa's like, okay, listen, my character was was denigrated because you told a lie and I had to clear my name. And I second guessed myself. I'm like, am I a shitty person? And Heather goes, yes, yes. Lisa's like, no, I wasn't. And Heather... Heather's confessional. She's like, hey, you're an empath, right? Let's put the facts aside and focus on the feelings. You guys, you have to listen to the episode I did with Jamie because he did research going into the episode. He went back and watched last reunion and took notes on the dialogue. And Heather contradicts herself so many times in that moment. Meredith was saying... That Lisa wasn't there for her when her dad was dying and was giving examples. And Heather jumps in and she goes, I can relate, Meredith, because she texts me two days after my dad died. I hope your dad's feeling better. And Andy goes, my God. And she goes, yeah. And that's Lisa goes, that's not true. No, I didn't. And then then she goes, no, I know you didn't know. That's why it's not a big deal. And it's like, okay, well, then why'd you bring it up? But then she goes, yeah, but so I get it. And so she contradicts herself so many times in the same breath. But obviously, it seemed really insensitive. So as much as I, in the in the last recap I did, I said, sure, it, absolutely, Lisa, take ownership for the fact that you shouldn't have maybe posted the obituary. It's a little sensitive. Maybe you could have contacted Heather and been like, girl, I didn't. And like, can we clear this up for me? Because this is, I'm taking a lot of heat. Lisa did try to own up to it. But Heather is so determined to make Lisa look bad. And now she's kind of caught. And now she can't own up to anything, you know? And now she's pulling this. You're an empath, right? Let's put, she's manipulating. She's totally manipulating words, which is exactly what Jamie was saying. So you have to listen to the episode. Lisa says, Heather, I just, I just, do you like me? It's a yes or no question. Do you like me? And then they cut to commercial, but I like, I forget that the commercial happens. Imagine it going like this without the commercial. Lisa goes, Do you like me? And then Corey goes, A two, three, four. God be with you till we meet. (laughs) But Heather doesn't answer. Heather goes, "Uh, Is that important to you? "Mm, That's not an answer, girl. Because the answer's no. But yet you play victim like she's the mean girl to you. Okay? Okay. Because... Lisa says, if you're saying you're my friend and you don't like me, your actions are showing you don't like me, which doesn't really totally make sense, but we know what she means. And Heather goes, you created a space that you weren't good and you've never owned up to that, which is her way of saying you're the one who made it bad and now you've never owned, you've never said that you're the one who was mean to me and you've, ne- what does that mean, Heather? You're the bad guy? I'm not the bad guy? You're the bad guy? What is it? That's not a response, and Lisa, I don't feel like that's true. Heather's yelling this line, which is confusing because the the sentiments. Okay, so okay, if you want to just start ground zero, I want to be your friend. Whoa, well, that's not how it sounded. I had to I had to write down the dialogue and read the dialogue because what the way she said it, it sounded like she was saying opposite. And then Lisa goes, but you lied. (laughs) Heather goes, oh, my God, are you for real? Lisa goes, stop, stop for a second. Let's talk it out. While this is happening, Angie uh, Harrington pulls Jen aside. And she's like, listen, you were just a casualty in this. And she's sorry. And it's so easy. Jen's like, listen, coach wants Chris to apologize publicly since he did all this publicly. And Angie's like, absolutely. So that's squashed. Well, you know, for that moment. Back to Lisa and Heather. Lisa tells Heather, look, there were a lot of lies about me in Arizona. Uh, But Heather, real quick, she's like, I I didn't co-sign those. That was not me. I had nothing to do with that. And Lisa's like, okay, but that's not exactly like what. Whitney told me Whitney has been very consistent in saying that you were all together when you heard these things okay so she goes this is Lisa this is the way this this is the beat of this Whitney goes uh Lisa says Whitney has been very consistent in saying you were all together Whitney and Heather goes I know that's that's crazy man when does she ever talk like that that was a tell Then Lisa goes, like, why would she make that up? And then the editors throw in this really funny sound effect. Like, 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 (laughs) they're looking like a clown, kind of. That was the vibe they were giving it. I didn't do it. The editors did it. And Heather's eyes keep looking like darting off. Like she can't stay focused on Lisa. She keeps looking off. When she's answering, which is a sign that you're lying, Lisa says, well, Whitney's right there. We can bring her over. So Whitney comes over and Lisa says, I choose to believe that Whitney heard those things and you were there when that happened. Heather says, but Whitney recanted that. Whitney says, No, I haven't recanted that. Heather says, so what's your story now? Okay. Whitney says, I just think Heather conveniently forgets or she really has forgotten. Because clearly you don't remember. So either you're not remembering or it's convenient or you forgot. And then Heather says, so how do I fix that? Lisa, is that an easy place for you to go? Like when you called me about the audition, you were like, I don't even remember how it ended. And what an interesting flashback, kind of psycho. Flashback to her, to Heather being like, I don't even remember what we said last time. We were together. I know it wasn't pleasant. <laughs> Whoa. And Whitney, Whitney was like, Why am I here? Last time I saw you, you pushed me out of your house because I defended Lisa and you still invited me to choir because you told me that you forgot we were in a fight. I'm, same thing, same thing. She forgets those things? That's crazy. And Heather goes, because what you were saying didn't land with me. As fully sincere, it felt phony and fake. Whitney goes, because I have a friendship with Lisa Heather's so caught off. She goes, no. And it's like, she didn't have words. She goes, no. B- be friends. Wonderful. And then Whitney says, this is the first time that I haven't gone along to get along. I'm just telling you how I feel. I come in here saying, I don't, and then Heather goes, okay, don't get along to get along. The awkward space is gone. Hey, it's great. It's gone. And then she walks off. Now you tell me how the hell they convinced this cast to get around and sing a song with that damn piano. They still got around. And it go- God be with you till we meet. I don't even know if this is how the song goes. I just <laughs> like fucking know. What? Troopers, man. They are troopers. All right. So I had high hopes for Dana. I really did. I still do. But I got to tell you, when she goes over to Meredith's, first they keep they keep savagely cutting to this really sad snack plate. If you remember up to this point, they had been showing off all the snack plates because they have been on. Fleek. Is that still a thing? Do people still say that? I don't, I don't think I've ever said it until right now. Um, I take that back. But they, like, first there was Whitney's. Um, whose was the other ones? Was it Jen's? There was some other really good, there was another really good one. But they keep showing this, like, sad dry cracker, apple, maybe a piece of cheese plate. Like, look at this. Look at this sad piece of, look at this sad plate. But so, Dana's... Talking about what she's going to do And it's like I wrote down Like Dana gives us a rundown On her day and oh my god She is boring So She's no Angie Kay I'll tell you that Speaking of Angie Kay She's over here blowing up floaties For the pool day With Jen And they're wearing lays and have floaties Behind them so they can FaceTime everyone to invite them to San Diego and they call Meredith, and Meredith goes, Look who I have here. And there's Dana. And Jen goes, And Dana, I would invite you, but I heard you were talking shit, girl. Don't call me a bully because that's not what I do. So obviously, she starts immediately bullying behavior, totally. And Dana, I don't like the way you talk to people, Jen. I don't tolerate that type of stuff. Jen. Wow, Dana, we're done. And then, of course, she's got to walk off and scream. I'm not going to sit here and listen to her call me a bully. And Angie Kay's like, she's just a stranger. She doesn't matter. Then she walks off and Angie's like, all right, well, aloha to me. It's like, this is so unnecessary, dude. But it's just like we know she's going to come back. We know it's going to be resolved. Like you don't need to walk off. Who cares if she called you a bully? She's new. She's a friend of, like, you can just, okay, thanks, Dana. Whatever, you know? But we do get the mid season trailer. And some highlights uh, were we have Meredith talking about Lisa's business and saying she crowdsourced for funding, and Lisa being like, this is no one's business. I'm like, eh, it's absolutely when you're on reality TV, it is. Our business, unfortunately. Uh, but it's unfortunate that Meredith is whatever. I don't care. Dana is saying this was from the original trailer. Dana's saying someone close to me was working for Jen. And now he's an informant. What I am a little disappointed in in this midseason trailer is that a, a good amount of it we did see in the original trailer. And usually you get quite a bit of completely new stuff. So um, but then Jen says to Dana, check your source. Okay. Whitney and Heather are still fighting, obviously. And then we have a dinner where it's Angie K versus Heather, Lisa versus Heather, and Jen versus Heather. And then they're really milking this black eye thing. They put like horror movie music to how they're going into her room. It's like security camera footage. So it's how they're going into her room. And then they close up to the door handle from the outside. You can see someone's like trying to get in. And then her opening the door. And the next day, she's got a black eye. So my prediction, my official prediction is it was just an after hours shenanigan drunken mishap. Like, whoever was trying to get in was someone she wanted a party with. Like, someone fun, not, like, an intruder, you know? But they're milking it for all it's worth, you know? All right. I'm going to wrap up, and I know this is a bit of a short episode, but I've got a very fun recording coming up in a few minutes and I can't tell you what it is yet but when it comes out you'll know unless of course you're listening to this episode after it's already been released and in that case you're like thanks a lot but anyway guys thanks so much for listening love you mean it bye